Hello, gore horrors and fellow deadites, and welcome to Our Life in Horror. We are a horror movie podcast with a gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brendan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam. Hi, guys. We are Our Life in Horror. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and our email is ourlifeinhorror at hotmail.com. And today we have two special guests. We have Gavin and Charlotte. How are you guys doing? All right. How are you guys? Good. Good. We uh we met Gavin through Instagram, Instagram <laughs> yeah. and we go to the same conventions, but yet we've never met in person yet. We've got to change that. <laughs> yeah, we'll fix that in June. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we haven't run into each other. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going to Comic-Con though? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Perfect. Friday, Saturday, I think. Who are you uh, most looking forward to seeing? Oh, it's got to be Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited yeah. for that one too. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to get at least four things signed by him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I see uh, in the background lots of posters. You must oh, be yeah. a collector. So this is our collectible room. Nice. <laughs> um, how did you guys get into horror? Uh, I've been watching it since I was a kid. I mean, my dad was a big horror nut. My brother and I, because of that, probably. And, oh, yeah. Just. One of my one of my kids' favorite stories was from when I was a kid watching a horror movie. Maybe that's what got me addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlotte, you are Gavin's daughter. Um, yeah. How how did you get into horror? And I'm assuming you guys watch horror movies together. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like when because like I think we started like with like action kind of almost like thriller movies, and yeah. then like there was one time we were at the, we had a trailer and we were camping. And like it was like raining out, like kind of spookyish, like thundering, really dark. And we started off like The Shining, and then kind of just went from there. Oh, that sounds like the Ooh. best atmosphere to watch a horror movie. No, for the first it time. Was. <laughs> Rain That's pelting awesome. the trailer and thunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what have you guys been watching lately? Any horror movies or shows or uh, non-horror? Oh. Yeah, we haven't watched a ton this week, but we watched Hereditary last weekend. Oh yeah. Oh, that was I don't I don't know what I don't understand the hate for that movie. That movie we thought really it good. was fantastic. Yeah. I love yeah, that movie. A, it's one of my new like favorites since it's come out. Yeah, it's it, it was amazing. And uh what what else? Uh well we bought the uncut version of Hatchet, so we yeah. watched that. Oh nice. Watch oh, we were watching Charlie's Farm last night. Yeah. It's another Kane Hodder movie. It was Horror? actually pretty good. There's some, yeah, there's some good oh, kills in it. Yeah. Oh. But we had to, we had to cut it short because we were both starting to fall asleep. So Charlie's Farm. Yeah, I gotta write Kane that down. Hodder. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I think I've seen. Good. I think I've seen the poster for it, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Yeah, that that's what got me on it. I've seen a picture of it on Instagram. I think I said, "Oh, mm-hmm. gotta check that out." It's got Hodder in it. Cool. Um, have you guys been watching The Last of Us? Oh, yeah. Yes. Just got caught up on it last night. Yeah, we haven't watched last night's episode yet. Yeah. You we guys just watched... started the second game, too. Yeah, we just started playing the second part two of The Last of Us. And oh, my, I'm not saying nothing, but wow, <laughs> there's a huge incident. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know when they'll put that in the show, but. If the show goes for a few seasons, I'm sure it'll be wild before we see this. 
I hope it does go for a few seasons. It's really I mean, good. This, this is like Walking Dead level. I mean, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So having played the f- first game all the way through, and now you're caught up with the uh, first season, which are you guys enjoying more? Did you guys enjoy the game more, or did you guys enjoy the show more? Oh, it's it's the, the the show has been keeping real good with the game, mm-hmm. so I gotta say it's pretty even right now. Yeah. I mean, we watched the show, and like some of the like background and cine- cinematography is right out of the game i mean it just looks identical so they're, they're doing a really good job with it well that's good i'm excited i've uh i've never owned a I haven't owned a playstation i think since the mm-hmm. original playstation so <laughs> unfortunately i can't play yeah. those games <laughs> that sucks <laughs> yeah i know i'm just i'm debating on just getting a cheap one online just so i can play those games specifically I yeah think it's worth it yeah it's definitely yeah worth it. all right brendan have you been watching anything or You've been gaming. I've been gaming so much. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of what we did watch this week. Um we watched The Last of Us and we watched Skinner Inc. on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Open mind. Um it's a it's a, a very experimental film. Yeah, it's 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 a slow burn for sure, but it's like it's more of like a experience. I would say, and if you go into it knowing that, I think you'll enjoy it more. A lot of people are mm-hmm. not enjoying it because just the way it is. But yeah, go in open-minded, lights off, volume up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a spooky kind of thing. It kind of looks like that, like building it up. Yeah, I definitely say that it's uh, leans more towards the supernatural, but it's just very, uh, it almost feels like something you would find on the internet that is like uh um it's like one of those like uh you know creepy pastas yeah that you probably feel like you shouldn't be watching but you have to watch <laughs> it because you're just so intrigued um <laughs> definitely watch it with the lights all the way off um yeah, we your, always do anyway <laughs> yeah turn your volume up and uh give it a chance make it through the first 40 minutes and uh it gets pretty intense after that cool okay yeah. Um, other than that, we watched uh, we watched The Last of Us, and I've been playing Battlefield 2042 because I finally got good at it. So, <laughs> other than that, I haven't been doing too much. Yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of time this week. Um, no. But yeah, uh, do you you collect physical physical media, right, Gavin? Yeah. Have you collected anything recently? Uh no, we haven't for a while. I mean, usually conventions there are big acquisition times but i can't think of anything i've gotten recently okay just the new last of us game yeah (laughs) it's not really a collectible (laughs) probably get that thing too well the first one you get the first one signed oh yeah any movies not much really okay brendan I only have one movie in this week uh it is chud 2 bud the chud I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the first one. Um, they look ridic- ridiculous and campy, but <laughs> I'm I've, I've seen the first one. But my God, that was when it first came out, so I don't even remember. I know I liked it, but yeah, I've never seen the second one. Yeah, I got no idea what it's about other than <laughs> humanoids coming up from under the sewers. 
Yeah, cannibalistic <laughs> humanoid underground dwellers. That's what it stood for. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely, I do have the first one here too, so I am excited to check those out at some point. I think uh, Python 1 and 2 are going to be next on my solo right. review watch list. Right on. Yeah. Um, we can get into Damn, horror news. You haven't watched anything? Anything? Uh, I've been watching my reality TV now. I was watching <laughs> a lot of movies last week, but um, yeah, I know Vanderpump Rules is back, so I'm watching that. <laughs> Love Island is on every day, so I watch that. <laughs> yeah, I took a break from. Um, I was watching a bunch of older movies on and like low budget movies, but I took a break, so I'm gonna try and get back into some. I think this week, but I don't know which ones yet. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll get into some trailers, right? Yeah. 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 You you got the list. I do have the list, <laughs> and I gave you guys quite a few trailers to watch. There's quite a few yeah. drops. There was even more trailer drops, but I had to shorten the list up. <laughs> um. So, um, the first trailer we'll talk about, which is actually in select theaters now, is the found footage film, The Outwaters. Yes. How did you yes. guys feel about this trailer? uh we're just kind of we made some notes about it ourselves yeah that's the kind of vibe we got about it too it's like a found footage kind of thing we, it's like a Blair Witch I think anyway it's like a Blair Witch meets Hills Have Eyes kind of thing Ooh, I think yeah. it looks really good yeah I like that description actually it definitely looks dizzy and nauseating and uh it definitely looks like there's going to be a big bloodbath near the end so I'm excited yeah. to give it a shot Sam did you have any thoughts yeah, same thing. The trailers uh, didn't show a lot till the end, but when it did, it was like, whew, we're going to be in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it looks wild. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to The Portrait. This movie does not have a YouTube. I'm sorry you guys couldn't find the trailer on YouTube. I didn't realize how many movies there were called The Portrait. Yeah, and um, you couldn't find anything with that year. <laughs> no, I know. I I even like tried to look it up after two with the exact year and everything, and I still couldn't. It still wouldn't pop up. So, did you guys? I sent you the link. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. We got it. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this psychological thriller? It it looks good. Also, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a suspenseful. It's got some good jump scenes in it, and Charlotte and I love the psychological kind of thing. So it should be good too. Sam, thoughts? Yeah, I'm excited for it too. It definitely looks like it's going to mess with your head. It looks like that might be a little, a little gory at times. Like, it give me like gross out vibes in some of the trailer clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the idea of the portrait. Maybe has a entity in store. Um, it looks interesting. I like how uh, throughout the trailer, the portrait also changes with what's going on in the scene. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it could be an emotional thrill ride as well. But it looks good. And we'll move on to Hunter Killer. This trailer is a new slasher film, kind of. It looks like it's almost in the same vein as um, You're Next from Adam Winger. Mm. Um, it looks like a group of people are going to hunt down a custodian working the night shift when she's all by herself. Mm -mm. That's your first mistake, working all by yourself on a midnight shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that looked pretty good, too. We thought it was kind of like, a, you know, your generic movie. But, yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be suspenseful for sure. 
the one guy kind of looked like the one Kane Hodder Jason. Oh yeah, that that was the first thing that got me hooked on it when you bring it up on YouTube. And all you see is this picture of a guy that looks like the Uber Jason from Jason oh. X. I said, yep. oh yeah, I've got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> This was, the, this was the trailer that I actually like the best, but it's because I like when things are a little dirtier and edgier. That's just my style. <laughs> but it looks like it's going to be pretty brutal, so I'm pumped up for it. Yeah. yeah. I think this movie looks actually pretty good. I have it down as this could be the best slasher of the year so far. Oh, it might be, yeah. Yeah, like, granted, there's a long time to go and Maxine is still yet to come out, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh um yeah, yeah it with... looked uh in one of the scenes on that trailer that there might be a kill on a forklift or something so i'm all over that because that's what i do for a living so oh I'll do you what, i'll see what damage i can do <laughs> <laughs> i ride the forklift at work too so all right. i didn't i didn't notice that that's cool <laughs> I, well yeah it looks like you see somebody driving by in something but Ooh. you don't have to see what it is so. All right, Cross cool. our fingers that it's a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to the Oxhead Village. This is uh, the director of The Grudge is coming back with a new J horror film. Yeah. yeah, we thought it looked. It, I mean, it's Japanese. What do you got to say, right? Those guys know how to do good, scary stuff. So mm-hmm. that's Thank definitely you. a must see. I agree. They definitely make very suspenseful and atmospheric movies. Yeah. It's very yeah, this, short. One, one of our favorite movies is a Japanese one. You ever seen The Audition? Oh, yes. No, it's it's on our watch it. list. I want to see it so bad. It just oh, keeps getting yeah. shoved aside. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to find, but it's worth it. Oh, I got it down here already. Oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. We just, I went through like a phase of buying up a whole bunch of J-horror movies so we could go through a j-horror movie phase but yeah we stopped after the french uh, extremity movies yeah <laughs> we'll get to it for sure yeah this trailer was super short too and i find that i was sucked right into it um oh, yeah. Yeah. as soon as it started playing yeah um that was our shortest trailer and then we'll move on to the last trailer which is the park and it's where all the children are left to fend for themselves after the parents are mysteriously disappeared or they're killed off. And we kind of got this uh, Lord of the Flies adaptation fight over an amusement park. That's exactly what I thought of it. It's like today's Lord of the Flies. I couldn't remember the name of the book, but yeah, that's it. It should be good. I mean, with today's standards and stuff, yeah. Lord of the Flies is a book or a movie or both? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Both. I've never seen it or read the book, but um, they've done something like that with a TV show recently. I forget what it was called. I think it was canceled though, like The Society or something. But I like the concept, and the kids in this movie look tough. Like the way they were talking, I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like all the masks and stuff that the one. I think the one group is gonna wear. They're gonna wear like the animal masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it looks pretty creepy in that sense, and I love uh, actually all these films look like they all had uh, uh, really good practical effects. So I'm excited for that as well. Um, I guess we'll move on to some news. I don't have a crazy lot. I forgot to take some down this week, so I was kind of backtracking this morning trying to find stuff because we we're so busy with the interview last week. But um, Spider-Man Noir live action series from Amazon will be set in 1930s New York City. 
<laughs> Sam, I know that doesn't sound like horror, but it could <laughs> definitely be in the realm of horror. Okay. The Spider-Man Noir is a dark and gritty version of Spider-Man. Okay. Um, he was he was last seen in uh the Miles Morales Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was played by Nick Cage. Oh. And this um, is going to be a series. Yeah, it's going to be a live action series. Cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. I think it could be very good, uh, very dark and gritty at least. Yeah. And you don't see that many variations of Spider-Man running around, like even though there's thousands of different versions of Spider-Man. But uh, other than like Into the Spider-Verse was like the first one to, or the second one to actually like tackle a whole bunch of them and give them personalities and stuff. So, yeah. and I loved, I loved Nick Cage voicing uh, Spider-Man Noir in that movie. I thought he was so funny. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you got to watch it. It's fantastic. Like mm-hmm. if you, even if you don't like like uh, superhero movies, it's just a good overall story. Sam doesn't like yeah. superhero movies either, but I made her sit down and watch it, and she just loved it. She was crying by mm-hmm. the end of it. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we'll watch that tonight. Um, where the devil roams is the new horror movie from the team that brought us Hellbender. Oh, the. Yeah, the, the family, Adams yeah. family. Yes. Yeah, I like the Hellbender. Did you guys watch the Hellbender no. from Shutter? No, don't know that one. It's good. It's really good, actually. So Hellbender was made during the pandemic, and it was a family team that brought it all together. So the father, mother, and daughter. The father directed it, and the mother and daughter acted it in, and produced the score, and everything like that. It's a short movie, but it's very well done. So this is their third movie in their uh, uh, roster of films, I guess. I'll oh, I'm excited for that. Uh, so I'm very excited about hearing that, too. Um, let me see. We also got Shudder's. Shudder picks up Influencer from Spiral director Curtis David Harder. Influence World Influencer will debut on Shudder in, er, in spring 2023. I don't I, I I think this is the shutter spiral because as soon as I saw spiral I automatically go to Chris Rock. The, yeah, the Chris Rock one. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah, no, but there is a movie on Spiral. Uh, it's called Spiral 2 that's just strictly shutter. So, I'm okay. thinking it's by the same director, but it it sounded okay. I didn't think it sounded too great personally. My my movie note news were a little rough this morning. Um, Constantine 2 Warner Brothers confirms that Keanu Mm -hmm. Reeves sequel will still be happening after James Gunn's new DCEU announcement have you guys been following the news of the DCEU not the DC part no No. so basically James Gunn has come up uh, has been pushed to the forerunner he's now in charge of everything and he has fully scrapped all the previous plans for DC movies. Oh, wow. That's so, huge. Yeah, he's recreating everything. Uh, he just came out with a video last week that announced a whole slate of movies for the next 10 years. Um, uh, new Superman, new Batman, uh, some characters that I've never even heard of. It's wild, wild group teams, and uh, they're going to do uh cartoons and live action movies are all going to be somehow connected um 
but uh, Constantine was not on the slate for that announcement. But Warner Brothers did confirm that Keanu Reeves will be coming back for the for the sequel. I don't know well, too much about that stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully, it pay, hopefully it pays off for them because the, the, there's not many really good DC stuff out there. I mean, it can't hold a candle to Marvel, but hopefully that pays off. James Gunn does some pretty good stuff. So. I agree. And I, I definitely, I don't know if I agree with his casting choices. Like they've already dumped Henry Cavill as Superman. That's yeah, that 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 one stung me a little bit too. He was good. I know. I loved Man of Steel. I, I Man of Steel was definitely one of my favorites from that uh, early DCEU. But um, hopefully they can bring it back. Now uh, the Batman is also coming back with the new Joker's gonna. I didn't really enjoy. It. I'll have to give that one a try again. I wasn't too keen on the. Pattinson one. I don't even think I watched it. I watched mm. a couple of it and I was like not having it. It's long. I enjoyed uh, a lot of aspects of it, but I think I watched it when I was sick, but I I definitely didn't mind it. I know some people were bashing on the runtime, so it's almost a three hour long movie, I believe. But I mean, it, you gotta expect that when you're watching DC anyway. They're all over two hours, like well over two. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I had a good time with it anyways. I thought that Batman was pretty dark and gritty yeah yeah um but i am excited have you guys seen the original constantine yeah i have i don't know I don't if, yeah. yeah no i thought it was a good supernatural oh, fun classic yeah. yeah peter Stormare is the devil great. oh yeah he's great as the devil <laughs> um i got one more piece of news um this is a physical release related uh winnie the pooh blood and honey is coming to blu-ray <laughs> with a crazy special edition from umbrella entertainment it contains a hard box slip to design uh as an old winnie the pooh uh book it also comes with a prequel book and uh it comes with uh, i think two posters uh some postcards or some still photos and it will be released on April fifth. So Umbrella Entertainment is an Aussie, is an Australian release. So it's gonna have to be imported. I already looked at the prices and everything like that. So it's kind of, kind of pricey. But I think yeah. I'd get it just because it looks so cool. I'll have to start saving for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I looked at the price. It was, it's uh, converted over to Canadian dollars. It was sixty nine ninety nine. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, not including shipping, so I don't know what the shipping would cost, but it wasn't too horrible for what you get anyways. <laughs> so I guess we will move on to Two Truths and a Lie for you guys. Don't forget <laughs> about the one you reminded me to tell you about. Oh, yeah, I already forgot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, last piece of news, I'm sorry. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. are returning for a, a new I Know What You Did Last Summer sequel. Same yes, like yeah. Our yeah, our youngest daughter is a huge fan of that. The sequel oh, yeah. series and everything. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I enjoyed those movies. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched them in a long time. I haven't yeah. either. It's been a long them. time. <laughs> yeah, when they first came out, whenever that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched them since. I think I revisited them a couple times, like when I bought the DVDs. Um, I haven't seen the last one. Um. I'll always remember what you did last summer, I think, was the straight-to-DVD <laughs> sequel. Yeah. Everybody says it was just, like, a brutal, bad fan film-made, like, movie. Huh. Yeah, but, I don't yeah, think I've seen that one. They're coming out with some kind of legacy sequel, so I'm kind of excited to see where see where it goes. I thought Sarah mm -hmm. Michelle Gellar died in the first one. 
maybe i'm not sure oh, i don't I remember i think it might have been jennifer love hewitt i'm sorry jennifer love hewitt <laughs> and pretty prince jr are coming back because they did survive the first one and second one okay. right yeah you're right you're right yep <laughs> i botched my own movie news <laughs> okay now we'll get into some two truths and a lie yeah do you want to go first or do you want me to no it's all you sam get it all right um so i did mine on hereditary so (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you three facts and you tell me which one you guys think is the lie um so ari aster avoided calling hereditary a horror movie alex wolf broke his nose when slamming his head on the wooden desk (laughs) and the car scene is ari aster's favorite part of the film that's oh, hard. Wow. <laughs> I take the guess. Oh, um, you like the lie is probably the car scene. Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, that well, too. Yeah, Brendan, do you want to take a guess? I. Yeah, this one's a hard one because I was <laughs> listening to them and I'm like, okay, I know that one's true, and then the other two sound like they're true. So I'm I'm gonna go with the the last one as well. I'll go with the car scene as well. Um, that's wrong. The car scene is Ari Aster's <laughs> favorite part of the film. Oh. Um, the lie is that Alex Wolf offered to break his nose on the desk. Oh wow! <laughs> and Ari Aster said, "I love you and thank you, but that's definitely not allowed." <laughs> so they used a cushioned prop desk. <laughs> oh crap! Wow, that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, no way. He actually Who offers that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Talk about. I I think he's a method actor too. Is he not? Like, I'm not I, too sure. I don't know too much about him. I thought I heard that he's like a hardcore method actor, at wow. least getting into it. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, do my true two truths and a lie. So I hear you guys are big Friday the Thirteenth fans. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, big fans of the original. Yeah, I might have to surrender my fandom if I don't get this right. <laughs> <laughs> Because Friday the 13th is also my favorite, so I based mine around those. All right. All right. So the camp is still used. The camp that was used in the original film is still an operational summer camp. The inspiration for Friday the 13th was Halloween. And Betsy Palmer took the role of Pamela Voorhees because she needed money for rent. (laughs) Wow. That's a hard. Oh. Oh, no. What was the second one again? Uh, the inspiration for Friday the Thirteenth oh, was Halloween. Ah, uh, that's. And we want to lie. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to say the third one with Betsy Palmer because I know the camp is still in use. They do yeah, tours and stuff. So yeah, I got to go with the third one kind of feel like the second one like i don't know this I, i'm gonna go with the second one okay. the inspiration we gotta split i'm okay. gonna go with the second one too all right answers are locked in yeah gavin you were correct oh. <laughs> i can still be a fan <laughs> yeah. betsy palmer actually took the role of pamela Voorhees because she needed money to buy a new car that's funny i'll make my way fandom (laughs) 
um yeah that's the game so uh the movie we're going to be discussing today is barbarian and i will get into the cast and stuff and then we can get into the discussion um so barbarian has a 7 out of 10 on imdb and 92 percent on rotten tomatoes which is very high mm-hmm. um the description is a young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger against her better judgment she decides to spend the night but soon discovers that there there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest the release date was september 9th 2022 director is zach Krager, who also did miss march and its budget was four million and its box office was 45.4 million wow yeah and this movie is starring bill skarsgård he's from the it movies and hemlock grove and justin long from jeepers creepers and tusk we have georgina campbell from suspicion and murdered by my boyfriend and matthew patrick davis um from american dad and sam and cat um the director it says in my cast sheet that sarah paxton is in this movie but i did not see her so brendan and i were saying she might have been one of the voices on the phone or something like that but she's actually married to the director as far as i know from google it's kind of cool um so yeah um do you guys have quick spoiler free thoughts without giving anything away what do you guys think of this movie oh we, we, we loved it there was like an unexpected twist yeah yeah, yeah, loved it. The, the ending was fantastic. I Did mean, get- the cast was awesome too. I yeah. mean, Bill Skarsgård. I mean, even watching him in this movie, all you can see is Pennywise, but <laughs> still did a good job. But and Justin Long, I mean, everything he does is fantastic. Yeah, and he didn't disappoint in this one either. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not your like typical stereotypical horror movie, like definitely yeah. very unexpected did you guys go into this one blind when you watched it more or less yeah i mean i heard really good reviews about it and some of my trusted friends in the social world were enthusiastic about it so yeah as soon as yeah. we could watch it we put it on so yeah did you guys get to watch this in theaters no we never did i wish i did but no okay. so it, theaters it's got to be like super really good i mean the amount of money you pay to go now so yeah i wasn't too sure so we held off <laughs> um we did see this movie in theaters actually and <laughs> i wasn't too enthused about this movie when i watched it in theaters i don't know why yeah. um I loved it. yes i know sam came out and she was like oh my god that movie was so good and i was like Man, yeah <laughs> that was all right like I um I was truly never scared watching it in theaters. I think I was actually more freaked out during the rewatch last night in my house. I don't know <laughs> why, but um I actually after the rewatch I did enjoy this movie a lot more. I caught on to some things more, um some specific camera work and stuff like that. Yeah. That I noticed that I really liked. Um even uh, dialogue that I noticed and I really liked as well. Um, but yeah, overall I yeah this movie coming back to it I definitely enjoyed it more. Well, that's good. I, yeah, it was uh... same with us. I mean, the second we've watched it at least three times now, yeah. I think. But yeah, the second time, and especially the third, when you started piecing more of the story together, figuring out some things we weren't sure about. So yeah, now we got a really good grasp on it. So it's yeah. such an awesome movie. 
I uh, I loved it in theater. I actually almost covered my eyes at one point, and <laughs> I I don't ever do that. <laughs> I think it's because I was going in blind and didn't know what to. I didn't know what it was about, so just like the whole beginning is really spooky, but it's got a great twist and the cast too. Like you guys said, is just you can't beat that. And then rewatching it last night, I still enjoyed it just as much, even though I knew what was coming. It was still such a great movie so yeah love this movie um, i'm curious to see what your scene was that you covered your eyes on yeah yeah we'll get into that <laughs> <laughs> um so the first category is describe this movie in three words gavin you want to go first all right i described it as dark tragic and shocker all right okay and charlotte i thought we oh okay oh you're doing it together yeah some of them we kind of agreed on and some of them we split oh yeah that's fine okay yeah that's perfect (laughs) sam did you sam did you have any of those words on your list no okay wait what was your second word again you had dark tragic tragic and shocker okay those are fitting um no mine were thrilling fun and atmospheric okay yeah yeah my three words were tense, brutal, and surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shocking, surprising were pretty close, but I was yeah, yeah, throw it in there. <laughs> that ending, <laughs> the ending. I think all the jumps, like uh, all the time jumps, too, are also like shocking because you're going through this tense sequence with these characters, and then all of a sudden it'll time jump or character yeah. jump, you know. And it's like it's a good way to relieve the tension as well. But like at the same time, you're like, what? What 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 happened to that other character? Like, what's going on? Like, okay, yeah. they're just dead, I guess. But then they always end up coming back in some way. Yeah. Um, who was your guys' favorite character? We had to go with the mother. Yeah. The, the mother. mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's a big change to? of pace. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the the look was so creepy. I mean. I don't want to say disgusting, but like, <laughs> my God, how long was she down there? She was a little disgusting. And, yeah, uh, no, very. yeah, it's just the, the ending to that movie just blows away, and that's like you just kind of feel something for it after you know sorry. what happened. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure she was like, I'm pretty sure it was an actual guy who played her too, which was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, she ends up being a, a sympathetic character by the end. Yeah. If you learn all the story and what how she came to even exist, really, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, Sam. Who's your favorite character? Oh, okay, this was really, really, really hard because I honestly loved AJ, Keith, and Tess probably <laughs> equally. But if I have to pick, I'll pick AJ just because. Yeah. Justin Long it, just kills it. Yeah, just like I said, right? I mean, he's, he's so good at everything he does. Yeah, but Keith is up there with with him. <laughs> it's so hard to pick. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. I like this. We're gonna have a huge like dynamic in between characters here. My favorite <laughs> character is Tess. Okay. I guess she's like the main character. She's supposed to be the most likable, but. She's a character that absolutely tries her best to go in and save people. She goes back for everybody. Um, She's extremely likable. She's cautious. She's smart. She's extremely uh, 
realistic you know when she's talking mm-hmm. to keith about the situation with um like if uh keith was to knock at the door and ask if he could come in for a few minutes to call she's like absolutely not i would not fucking yeah. let you yeah. in like that's a smart character choice in my mind that's exactly how anybody should do it mm-hmm. um so i definitely enjoyed her character the most and she ends up being more s- sympathetic towards the mother as well she's not like she knows she's got to get away from her but she's not i don't think she really wants to kill or hurt her because she kind of understands that she just wants a baby and she's also sympathetic towards her so i think she's a very very good character yeah she's a good final girl Mm -hmm. that was the only problem i had with the movie if i had to have a problem with it i mean like the beginning who stays at a bed and breakfast in a neighborhood that looks like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, like how they kind of got away with it too, is they show her getting there at night, so you can't see the other houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. once once she like wakes up the next morning, goes to her interview, and she's, she's looking around. Yeah, she's like, "Holy <laughs> fuck, I did pick the wrong place yeah, to yeah. go." <laughs> um, who is your least favorite character? <laughs> we we did the opposite of you. I mean. The, you had to character wise you had to go with aj okay (laughs) yeah what a dick (laughs) like it's just the way she went back into the like really dangerous situation to go back for a guy she just met she didn't even know him but the second he had the chance to save himself he would throw her off yeah that's true yeah aj was uh, also my least favorite character as well (laughs) he he admits to his best friend while he's at the bar yeah he probably raped that girl um it it took some persuasion something like that he said yeah yeah so that's just broke up talked about the entire situation just kind of made him feel like a little yeah it's very sickening listening (laughs) to him hear him talk about it with his buddy um also when he's in the car and the first scene that you meet him and he finds out that this um this uh case is going on the first thing he asks, he's like, wait, 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 wait. The, so is the pilot getting canceled? Yeah. He doesn't even care about her or anything like that. Yeah. He just cares about His himself. His priorities are set straight. Yeah, definitely. So, I, yeah, he was definitely the worst character for me in this movie. I think I, I, think I chose my characters with a different... Um... <laughs> a different uh, perspective. <laughs> I had I had a lot of fun with him, so maybe he shouldn't have been my favorite. <laughs> my favorite is now going to be Keith. He takes the lead. <laughs> um, I put my least favorite as the cops that refused to help Tess because they yes, frustrated yes. me so much. I'm like, just go help the girl. Like, just go in and take a look. <laughs> and they just could not be bothered. They think she's just some crackhead on yeah. the street. And I'm like, yeah. do a drug test. Like, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. drove me nuts. I could definitely see that point of view as well. But then you got to look from the cops' point of view too, where they probably get calls from that neighborhood all the time. They're that's probably, true. They're... I just feel like that's such an invalid way to not take anything that like less seriously. Like, probably should have still taken it seriously, and some people would have still been alive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly definitely yeah i thought it was kind of unrealistic but again i mean this was in that area of detroit so you never know it could have been like that yeah yeah Yeah. um who did you guys think had the best acting oh yeah that's tough i yeah we this is one of the ones we split on i i went with justin long because I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I mean, he, he just puts everything into the roles. He gets such like 
weird creepy roles sometimes and same here and he just didn't disappoint once again right i, I went with bill because like I, he, even though he didn't have that much screen time he kind of just played his part like he's a great actor like especially in it but he's just he kind of like in the beginning he almost kind of played like this creepy like he tried to offer her the wine which is like a little like you're a stranger why would i take this drink from you hmm. just like but then like they're all they were all good actors like they they're all like it's kind of i'm kind of tied now yeah brendan yeah i think everybody's great in this movie i honestly don't i i'm not gonna lie i don't have a worst actor on my list um because i think everybody was fantastic but i i gave it to georgina campbell um mm -hmm. i think she's fantastic as Tess, um, for all the reasons I said about why she's my favorite character, she she expresses everything very well. And then I have Justin Long as uh, not too far behind. It was very yeah. close. I think Justin Long uh, brings a lot to every character he plays. Yeah. And in this one especially, I found, uh, like, I haven't seen Tusk yet, and I know that one's supposed to be a pretty good movie. Yeah, um, but uh, with he, what he has to go through on that. But, like, in yeah. this movie, he's pushed... He, he I, i've never seen him like because i still remember watching him from like jeepers creepers and um drag me to hell where yeah I, I can't remember ever having him to see like like cry and be like super emotional on camera but like this one i can he definitely gets it for me i'm like damn man you're you're yeah. you're doing really well for yourself for sure and acting yeah yeah um yeah i had a tough time with this one too i Honestly, the three leads are, I, I can't even pick one. I keep going back and forth, staring at my sheet. Like Bill did such a phenomenal little job, even though he was only in it for like the first 40 minutes. But like, and then Georgina, I, I honestly can't pick. It's between Justin, Georgina and Bill. <laughs> I'm not picking. Don't make me. <laughs> um, did you guys have anyone for worst acting? I know Brennan said he didn't, but. Yeah, not really. I mean. For actual acting, no. I mean, everybody did a good enough job. It's just getting back to the character side of it. It was the cops again for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, you just don't think yeah. cops would act like that. But yeah, as I said, though, I mean, this is Detroit, so maybe, maybe that's what it's like. Yeah, <laughs> in an area like that. I uh, I also didn't have anyone down for worst acting. I just thought yeah. everyone everyone did their role that they're supposed to do, and they did it well. So yeah mm -hmm. um so i guess we'll Both move on from that one. can i cut in real quick before oh yeah we move yeah, on? yeah i would also like to give a shout out to richard uh break oh uh, he, yeah who played frank he's um, another one of my top favorites i mean he didn't even have a line in that movie really and he no, just played it so well yeah, yeah just yeah, i think he just had the really yeah just a few short lines but um he's a fantastic villain he's oh yeah yeah, like he's been in we haven't I haven't seen 31 or three from hell from Rob Zombie but um he was in uh what was he in he was in um Tremors Shrieker Island where he also played another villain like character and he's so good yeah. at it like he's mastered playing a villain oh, so yeah. I had to give him a shout out he's I, he's great I actually forgot that I wrote him down actually under least favorite character with the cops I just I forgot to shout him out for some reason but <laughs> <laughs> His, his character was a little weird. I think that's where yeah. we got confused too near the end. I, I loved that uh, like you were speaking about where they did the flashback kind of thing. I, mean, I, I thought that was fantastic. The way the camera just followed him when he's going on his little shopping trip and then you see him following the girl 
Like yeah. the camera work on that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I couldn't even put him in a worse character, um, because his character is exactly what his character is. He's a mm-hmm. serial rapist and kidnapper yeah. and all this other stuff. <laughs> that's gross, yeah. but he he definitely you know that's what he is. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think he's fantastic in every villain role he decides to play. Yeah, he's done so many too, right? I mean, he's like a staple in all the Rob Zombie movies, like you mentioned. Uh, even the other things that he's done as a bad guy, like I reminded Charlotte this morning, he was in an episode of Mandalorian. And he played he? great. Yeah, he was one of the Imperial officers. Remember, they went into the, I don't know what it was, like a club, like a like an outpost. Like a officer's level kind of thing floor mm-hmm. and they sat down and they were talking to an imperial officer that was richard brake and they ended up shooting him oh okay but yeah he, he gets that. all these small parts everywhere but he just does them so well yeah um what did you guys think of the score and soundtrack for this movie uh, it i honestly thought it had notes of like a john carpenter feeling like the really suspenseful music going along and building up the anticipation of what's happening. Like some of it really sounded like John Carpenter's The Thing for me. It had that sound to it. Okay. Charlotte, what do you think of the score? I'd have to agree with uh, Gavin because like it did have a like Carpenter feel. And I think like, you know, that the end song with the, the Be My Baby, I think <laughs> that was ironic. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh oh sorry go ahead. oh no you know you go ahead um I was just gonna say I loved in the beginning where it's almost like wailing woman like just like and it pierces your ears and it's <laughs> that was so chilling in the theater especially and I think that's what set me up for like being actually scared because I didn't know what the movie was about so I thought everyone thought that um Keith was going to be like this creeper dude. My brain didn't go there actually. I thought it was going to be a supernatural like like ghost story in this Airbnb just the way it was shot and with the wailing woman score yeah. in the background and so that freaked me out. <laughs> and I loved it. And then there's like I love how it changes as soon as Justin Long's character comes in. It's like this like uppity music he's singing and completely yeah. changes the tone and yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, especially with the uh, the opening song as well is very terrifying. And then I like how it pans into the car and then it just drops. Mm-hmm. It's just done. But uh, yeah, I really like that. And I liked when uh, Keith and Tess are, they're done all the tension. They're finally found some common ground, really. And they started actually talking to each other. And then we cut to them later after probably finishing the bottle of wine. And then there's some like light easy fun jazz music to let you know that everything's kind of safe so it's almost like a musical cue that everything's okay um but like meanwhile it might not be um um honestly after that um the musical cues for me kind of drowned out because i was focused on more what was going on screen like looking at camera stuff so (laughs) those were the only two musical things i really noticed yeah. yeah, I think it was kind of after that part is when I was noticing like the carpenter feel is when they were going through the tunnel. I mean, like I obviously can't say describe it now, but it just the really kind of deep bass sound to it sounded like the thing to me. So they did a great job on that part. 
Um, cinematography. What did you guys think of that? And we'll add in editing for that as well. Uh, they did a good job of it. I mean, it, the the camera angle, I guess. I mean, you really felt like you were down in that underground dwelling with them. And uh, yeah, you like you felt the confinement when you're down there, especially in that little uh-huh. trap door thing that he fell through. It's like holy crap! Um, yeah, I really like the cinematography. I noticed it a lot more too. Um, um, the lighting, the use of dark in this movie is really good, like really well done. Uh, I noticed in the scene where we first meet Keith, and he's keeping, he keeps trying to talk to Tess and. He keeps offering her things, but the room is really lit in yellow, and I found that made him look even like more sinister than what he actually was, yeah. um, because he had the light shining down on him. It was yellow, so I'm like, you instantly, it just looks weird. Um, but like, there's lots of long shots. There's lots of uh, nice faraway takes with pans in, and like you said too about them going into the cellar, it feels tight, like. The camera makes it very claustrophobic for people. Yeah. Um, even before we knew the twist, too, I noticed that when Tess was talking with um, the her new boss, um, when they were having coffee, and then it kind of pans away from them, I kind of thought that that kind of gave it a look that maybe Keith was supposed to be watching her. So it kind of, it made me feel anyway watching it that I was like, oh, she's being watched from afar. Yeah. Um, and then yeah there's just lots of there's lots of really good color lighting like when um so with keith keith and tess it was a lot of yellows in the beginning and then when we get to um the next day there's lots of blues and then even when we get to um aj's character too there's also lots of blues and then i like how it brightens up when we go back and see uh, uh frank's character richard Brake it yeah. it gets like really bright like this is an aspiring neighborhood it's not so uh desolated or anything like that so it feels yeah. like it's like a real neighborhood back in the day and it kind of brought out like a um, i'm not gonna say, i'm not sure if it was in the 50s that this was happening or in the 60s they never gave a time stamp it um, looked like it yeah yeah but it made everything feel fresh you know yeah it, it, like charlotte mentioned it when we were watching it last night too like and it gives you like it happens i'm sure it happens in real life but you're thinking you're watching richard Brake walk around and you think he's just a normal joe schmo but you don't know that this is what he's doing without anybody knowing yeah everyone's got a secret yeah sam what did you think about the cinematography um you nailed a lot of my points <laughs> about like the lighting I I really like the lighting and the darkness and um I like that the camera always looked like it was moving um like either with the house or with the the character there was a lot of cool camera shots inside the house like especially in the beginning um and as well I I noticed also how like it's it's a darker movie but then yeah when it goes back in time like it's bright and colorful and i really like that too i just thought the cinematography was really well done yeah i'm surprised uh, this director had done nothing but uh comedies i think before this like i thought he did miss march or something like that or yeah um yeah he just did a bunch of comedies and i'm surprised that this is his first horror movie because it is so well executed yeah 
Yeah, he hit it out of the park. That was that's surprising that he didn't do anything like this before. Yeah. I also like there's a scene too. I can't remember if it was with just it was with just Justin Long when he's shining his phone flashlight when he just hears starts to hear mama in the back downstairs and it goes to first person with him holding his phone out. Yeah. Uh, that's like the like the best first person sequence that actually terrified me more than like <laughs> what we got in the doom game uh movie adaptation <laughs> like cause they had a they had a they had a first person shooter uh sequence in that too and i just thought that that movie is just garbage all around it's fun but it's dumb um but yeah this like and it, it doesn't even last long but i thought it was fantastic quick yeah. sequence it definitely put you in his shoes yeah mm, do you guys have any favorite costumes or outfits in this movie uh, there wasn't really anything to pick from. I mean, it was kind of a like an ordinary cast, ordinary scene kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They did a decent enough job on the the creature effects. Mm-hmm. She was definitely like, as I said before. I mean, how long was she down there to kind of evolve like that? Yeah, <laughs> Brendan's. I I do have an outfit, and it's an actual outfit. Okay, what, what is it? <laughs> Because I never pick out outfits. <laughs> I got AJ's pink button-up shirt with gray V-neck underneath. <laughs> I thought it was pretty slick looking. <laughs> oh, right. I can get down with that. And that's something I might pick out and wear during a summer day. <laughs> uh, I hope I... to see it in it at the comic convention. <laughs> <laughs> I put Tessa's interview outfit. It was it was cute. And I'm, I also put Bill Skarsgård in a plain tee. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, memorable lines. Hmm. I couldn't really, nothing really stuck with me. I mean, I suppose if I had to pick some, it was kind of like you guys mentioned. I mean, when Justin Long is finding out first about his coming accusations and that yeah it's just like his the way he delivered them and was like are you fucking kidding me and all this and that and it's mm-hmm. again yeah it's just justin long the job that he does mm-hmm. yeah Brandon? Uh, i wouldn't like this one was hard too um i didn't find there's too many lines that like really jumped out at me but i did like uh after keith and uh Tess get to know each other and they have this long conversation about clearly her ex and how she she was treated by her ex and everything like that i like that he starts well i think he did it from the start but he calls her by her name a lot and that's given making telling her that she is not an object she is a person so he treats her mm-hmm. like an equal person so i thought that was a really good uh i just like that trait about him and then I had Tess with Nope after she was locked in the basement and she looks down the too. hallway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like very Jordan Peele-ish, but yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, I also have AJ and Tess when AJ falls down the hole and he's sitting there and that Tess is trying to explain to him what's going on and AJ is like I don't I don't want to be here. And Tess is like, Do you think I fucking want to be here? <laughs> I, th- I I laughed. I thought that was really funny and well done by both of them. Sam, do you got any lines? Yeah, so again, I did um 
AJ's like swearing when he's like, yeah, bitch. And just like <laughs> always saying, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then I also wrote down the nope. And um, I liked the the whole um, line where Keith was explaining why he didn't open the wine and he's just rambling. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a memorable line, but like, I just, I don't know. I like that part of the dialogue. And I like when him and Tess are down in the tunnel and he's like whispering, he's like, someone else is down here. Someone else is down here. And like that freaked me out. (laughs) So yeah, there's nothing like too crazy, crazy memorable in this movie where his lines go, but those were the ones I guess that stood out to me. I I did kind of think of one as we were talking, one that always kind of gets a small reaction is when she's talking to the cops in the car and all he can say at first is, ma'am, can you get your hands off the car, please? Like, yeah. I can see cops <laughs> being like that. I, yeah. kind of, I kind of just thought of one, too. It's like, he's down on the top of the tower when he's like, I can get away. You just yeah. need to distract her. And then he <laughs> pushed her off. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys have any lines that were disliked in this movie? Um, Probably any line from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't really have anything written down for that this was a tough category i find with the movies yeah yeah i thought so too the only like and it's not even like it was like badly delivered or it was badly written it's just that i didn't like aj admitting what he did to his buddy at the bar yeah um okay Also, the cops, too. You guys brought up the cops, and I honestly didn't even think about that. That's also a really good... Like, everything they say is dickish at standoffish. Like, they clearly don't give a fuck. (laughs) Um, But that was a very good point, too. Actually, I really liked that. Um, Did you guys have a favorite kill? I feel like we might all have the same one. (laughs) Yeah, I think there can only be one. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of ranked them. Oh, did you? Okay, let's hear it. So obviously the first one was definitely AJ's where she like rips him from his eyes and just kind of rips his head apart. That's okay. definitely mm-hmm. number one. I think I'm trying to remember what there's a oh like the second one, he's only second because like when Keith got killed, he had his head repeatedly smashed into the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, it was good, but it's very like basic. It's not like that original. Like you've seen it a lot of times already. Okay. There was a thing of third one, but I can't remember it. Andre, Andre, the homeless man. Oh yes. yeah, the I home- just thought of it as you said. Yeah, because yeah. those Actually, are like the only kills there. Honestly, are, I, I, think. Gotta a, I gotta move that. I gotta move it around. The homeless man has to be second because, like, I've never seen someone rip someone's <laughs> arm off and beat them with it. That was that was pretty good. All right, Gavin, you agree with that? Yeah, the best ones obviously AJ's. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, the other ones were good. I kind of forgot about them, but yeah. Brendan? Yeah, I definitely agree. I like, uh, I'd say second for me would be Keith's kill because it was so sudden and it's very violent with its, uh, mm-hmm. it, with its cuts and its close ups and it's just shocking. And then it's quick cut away to a different storyline. So it's, yeah. it leaves you no room to breathe on it. So you have, yeah. You, yeah. They did it really well like that. Yeah. Like, so it leaves you uh, processing what happened as you transition. Like, goes from something so violent just to this ram like this nice car driving in this nice like setting it's all like like a beach there's water there's clouds it's all happy the music's happy (laughs) yeah um sam 
Um, I actually had Keith's head smash as my number one, um, mm-hmm. just because it was unexpected. Like it just happened so suddenly. And you, as much as you couldn't really see what was happening, you could tell it was brutal. And I think that's what I liked about it. Um, but yeah, AJ would definitely be my mm. next one. I wish I wish we got to see his face split open. Like <laughs> I know that's probably being greedy on my part because I love the gore, but Show I would more. definitely would have loved it. <laughs> I would have cheered for that in the theater for sure. <laughs> got in trouble for it. Nah, you can get away with a lot now. <laughs> Thanks to art, yeah. Yeah. Um oh. do we have a least favorite kill? Like I put uh I put down that uh for me, the homeless guy, uh, Andre, the homeless man, was my least favorite kill. Even knowing it is, like, let's just be being nitpicky. I thought it was still a really great, unique kill. Like, how often do you see somebody's arm ripped off and them beaten to death with it? Yeah. So yeah. that was just me kind of nitpicky. I kind of wish it was more on screen, but, again, that's just me being a gore whore. So. <sighs> you guys already kind of ranked yours. But... Your breaks. Yeah, my least favorite was the dad in the bed. Okay. Oh, okay, I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah, he kept pointing to the the little bedside table, and he thought he just wanted water or whatever, and then he ends up giving him the gun, thinking that he's going to help Justin Long escape, and, and yeah, just kill he himself. turns it on himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually probably agree because I had Andre down too, the homeless man, just because it was sad, and if I had to pick out of the very few kills in this movie it would i guess be his but now that you mentioned um frank's i agree with that (laughs) that will be my least as well yeah i'm gonna also change my answer to that that's actually a good call (laughs) he should have got a more like the the mother should have maybe deserved a more brutal death Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely his videotape collection was stacked with women yeah it was very disturbing but uh she clearly feared that room for a reason so mm-hmm. uh she must have known from a very long time ago that if she goes near there that trouble's gonna happen yeah so i think like that's maybe maybe a certain punishment she'll get yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's like i i mentioned earlier i mean you have to kind of watch it a couple of times to put the story together because the first time you're watching it you have no idea really who that guy was other than him saying that he had his dad and like he was the father and you knew there was a daughter but you didn't really get like who he was and what he did i didn't anyway but no um gore factor special effects what did you guys think it's kind of like charlotte just said i mean the effects and the ideas were fantastic but as Brendan said, I mean, yeah, I mean, more it would have been so much more shocking if you'd seen a little more blood and gore to it. But kind of most like maybe terrifier level. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, the special effects and the gore are really well done. Uh, the creature design of the mothers, like I believe, it's all practical. I haven't seen any special features on this movie, but everything looks <laughs> practical, which always puts a smile yeah. on my face um yeah you, you can't bash this movie at all other than like yeah let's maybe see a little more yeah 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 i agree with that answer <laughs> <laughs> um storyline and pacing oh yeah I, I liked it i 
I think that the way they kind of like jumped from one storyline to another and they had like a pause and they would go back and then the pacing was like it wasn't too quick but it was also like still kind of went kind of fast yeah yeah the pacing was good I mean it was like a slow burn kind of thing I mean she first discovers the underground and then it just keeps kind of slowly pulling you into it and it's like oh what are they going to find and yeah it just goes from there yeah, I agree. I like how there was changes in time periods and the story just kept constantly moving and like developing more and more. And it, like, I didn't like feel like it dragged at all or anything at, at any point. And the movie's yeah. what, like an hour 40, hour 42. So like, it's longish, but I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like it dragged at any points. No, I totally, I totally agree. This movie is very well paced um i like how every story is so it's basically like three stories right we're finding out um the introductory of the main character tess and you get to see her slow burn until something shocking happens and then we jump to aj and then we get like a nice little tension easer and then we slowly get to creep into his experience with uh mm-hmm. these underground tunnels and then another mm-hmm. time jump to see uh how all of this started and then oh, we jump story. yeah and then we get the jump back so it really keeps you guessing um <clears throat> i enjoy all the different time periods and the character jumps and points of views um yeah this is actually really well done and it kept me totally invested to um watching it way more at my house than it did in theaters <laughs> <laughs> All right, so favorite scenes. I've got a lot of them, but you guys go for it. <laughs> okay. That's uh, probably the obvious one. The scene that got our biggest reaction was that ending. I mean, up on top of the tower. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy crap, mm-hmm. what a piece of shit thing to do. <laughs> Especially when she went back for him. Oh, yeah, and then the mama, like, jumping over. To try and save her, yeah, that, that was her baby. That was something else. I think mm-hmm. the other one was like you know when she, when he the mom took the guy, like she took AJ, and then like Tess got out of the hole, and she's like started walking like around the tunnel to try finding the way. She got towards the room that the mo- mother took AJ to, and then she's trying to walk past it. Then she steps on the measuring tape oh, and has to what? bolt for it. <laughs> <laughs> And then when she gets upstairs, the door's locked. She has to go all the way back down through the window. So it's almost like you were rooting for her. She was almost there. And then, of course, like it's how like the girls always trip in the movie or someone steps on something that sets off the villain or the monster. Then you got to run. Yeah. (laughs) And what is it we always say? Bitches always be tripping. (laughs) (laughs) There's always that mysterious little rock. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I just thought of too, when we were kind of talking about cinematography aspect of it, I mean, one of my favorite scenes, I think you liked it too, is when Keith was kept kind of pressing it on her to make her a drink or have some wine, but the way the camera focused on the cup of tea and you're just thinking, oh yeah, you know, there's something in that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like kind of like. There's always like that fear that someone's gonna slip something into your drink, yeah. especially yeah. when he was a complete stranger. She just met him. Yeah, little yeah. odd vibes given. Yeah, you know what they say: you don't take 
uh, a drink that you haven't seen prepared yourself or that yeah. you've done yourself. Right. I think that's the only ones we can think of. Okay. I got lots of favorite scenes. <laughs> I got like I couldn't even put this in like words, but like the first thirty minutes of the movie is just fantastically done. Um, yeah. The first whole initial interaction between Tess and Keith um, is great. Like you said, the whole drink. Uh, the whole preparing the tea is great. Um, he always kind of like wanders too. I noticed last night too, wanders and like looks at her to kind of like, what are you doing? Which is fair because he doesn't know this person either. Um, but yeah, he's a little cautious too. And then he's trying to be overly nice. And I understand he's like maybe a gentleman and stuff like that. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what you get, but you're still unsure because the lighting makes them seem like there's something sinister going yeah. on with them. Yeah. Something uh, about that kind of reminds me of what we talked about earlier. It's like, there's not much backstory. And Keith, like, he, the nightmares he had, why were they so violent? Like, he had a really violent nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. in the situation, she's like, did you open my door? And then he gets so, like, angry about it, like, so over-defensive about it. Mm-hmm. I also have, uh, you, I also have a thing about that, too, with his character and how he was talking to Tess about, are you going to, um, he says that your partners always try to push, push this dynamic on you to kind of suit their needs. And I thought that at the beginning, it seems like he's not like that at all. And he's just kind of like, yeah, we're going to work as a team. We're going to figure this out. But then the next day when she finds this room in the basement, he's so quick to jump in the almost the opposite direction. So he's like, He's like, come on, it's just room in a basement. He's kind of like gaslighting her a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it might show that he's not actually as good of a character as he was trying to make himself out to be at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was really trying to persuade her to stay. Yeah, you know, he was trying to be the gentleman. Oh, I'll wash the sheets. Kind of like just... He had something to do with the basement at first. When my first thoughts were, I was like, okay, so maybe he, maybe he owns this house. And that's what the situation yeah. was where it was double booked. See, yeah. I took that scene as like, um, like when Tess was explaining to Keith about how women have to be more careful in life, and then I took the scene with the basement more as like he's he wants to go down, he doesn't care because he doesn't think about that. Whereas like yeah. she, I don't know, she saw she saw the bed. What did she say? There's a bed, a camera, and a bucket, and he's like <laughs> a bed, a camera, and a bucket. Like why are we scared of that? Meanwhile, like us women would be like there's a camera and a bed down there like fuck no that's kind of the way i took it and like with him like i thought maybe he just wasn't all there comprehending why it's scary yeah that's true that's a good point too um i also have the first initial like jump scare with the door was she sleeping and the door is open and then she walks Mm -hmm. out and then you see the door in the back close I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a very tense scene. So you kind of, you're not sure there might be somebody else in the house too that may, might be working with Keith, essentially. That, that's kind of what I got from it, maybe at the start. And later on, it's kind of proven with like the homeless guy was like, she only comes out at night. So you have like a couple hours to get out of here. Like, so she clearly shows that she did roam around that was in the basement. Like she came up, like kind of, I got kind of question, what does she do at night? Like, she just walk around or she might scavenge for food was yeah, maybe yeah. something that i had in mind yeah true uh, um i also like uh when aj finds the 
secret room in the basement and when he grabs the fucking measuring tape and yeah. he starts looking up like as much of a dick character as he is that's so funny i have he's, it written down too he's first so spot, his first spot was the money he can make from it oh yeah he's so oblivious <laughs> to everything that's going on right he just goes ew and then just keeps going and then he finds this secret tunnel that goes all the way into the ground and he's like oh my god nine feet like this is great for square footage <laughs> And then I uh, a question that your house has a very random basement you don't remember building. <laughs> yeah, I like when he's measuring around the cages too. He just goes ew, and then he's just like, okay, this is like ten by whatever feet. You know, I thought that scene was hilarious. I also really like the uh, the scene with uh, Andre, the homeless man, when they're in they're in his home sitting by the campfire. Yeah. And he's telling the story about how he's been there for 20 something or he's been there for I don't know how long she's never bothered him once and she's never gonna find him there and then boom and then she, she just rips him. through <laughs> I, I wonder like she left him alone for that long so I wonder if she thought he was gonna hurt her baby maybe because yeah. her mother instincts kind of show what a mother would do for her child yeah yeah, yeah. Um, those are all the scenes that I have I got a lot. I'm probably going to say a couple quick because we've already talked about them, like AJ with the measuring tape, measuring up the <laughs> the downstairs. Um, I liked the first scene we see with AJ, like when he's singing in the car. I just, it's just such a change in tone. Um, it was just a lot of fun. Um, I also like when he finds the VHS tapes because that was just really, really creepy and disturbing um mm-hmm. just like with all the women's names and like redhead of, gas station and yeah like it turns out some of them even get names yeah it's just it's so disturbing um and the initial initial um find of the room with the bed and the camera like mm-hmm. this movie could have went a whole different way if keith actually was <laughs> was a creeper like this could have been like a whole torture movie like it, it was just so gross mm-hmm. um especially when <laughs> when AJ's measuring that room and he sits on the bed like <laughs> just shoving it over moving it out of the way he so he can his measure up his pants and everything. yeah mm-hmm. um I like when Tess comes back from the interview and you see the homeless man running at her like charging mm-hmm. at her that freaked me right out I'm like get in the house <laughs> especially because the neighborhood too yeah it was so sketchy um Tess waking Keith sleep talking was a good scene um I really liked Tess explaining to Keith about woman having to be more careful in life um basically the whole beginning was just perfect with like the dynamic between Tess and Keith um like she's so hesitant and he's super accommodating with the wine and the bed uh washing and whatnot and then it like when she goes to bed it almost feels like I almost thought that's when I thought something supernatural was going to happen, especially with the door opening and stuff. I'm like, oh, what is this movie even about? Like, I have no idea yet. Um, and the scene is really, really, really gross. But when she's um, feeding the bottle to them and then she takes oh, it the hair on it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that last night, too. It was so gross. And then she takes AJ to the room and breastfeeds him. <laughs> just so gross like it just made me want to gag <laughs> <laughs> um yeah those are all my scenes <laughs> um where's like aj's heading into the basement but then he's like he's got the little kitchen knife in his hand he's like okay whoever's down there i have a gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, do you guys have any least favorite scenes in this movie? Mm. Like, yeah, we didn't might didn't have too many. I mean, it didn't write anything down, but it's it's again more like the character itself. I mean, when you first met AJ, I mean, like what a dick. Like how, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think I'd probably have to go with like this the entire thing with the cops again because like it's so infuriating when you're trying to tell the truth and someone doesn't believe you. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. They're trying to make it like you're lying, so like you don't actually get the help you need. That's what I wrote down too. The cops denying tests help because well, I was it made my blood boil. <laughs> I just help her. <laughs> actually, you know what? It's kind of funny. We we can relate to that because yeah. we we've had some instances over. I don't know, the end of summer and fall there where we had to have police come to our house and honestly, they really weren't that much help. Oh my gosh. I mean, they were explaining, you know, like, well, we can't do anything because it was in the daytime. So if it was after this certain time, then we couldn't charge them with trespassing. This, but it's, I was like, are you serious? I mean... Yeah, it really? shouldn't matter any time of the day. Any, yeah, yeah, you're still yeah. in danger. Trespassing, trespassing is trespassing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Well, that makes no sense. Well, I'm kind of curious to hear more about that story. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> it's a good one. But maybe we shouldn't press. <laughs> <laughs> I I also have a least favorite scene, but it's not because it's uh it's not because it's uh it's more of a character thing, like you said, Gavin, too, with uh AJ at the bar with his buddies. It's yeah. just it's just a gross scene, you know. <laughs> That was that's the only reason why behind I didn't like it is because you want to like Justin Long is a likable guy in real life like yeah. um like he just looks like a, he wouldn't do something like that so when he admits to doing that it's just like oh man it's like disgusting how his friend kind of like backed him up too he's like oh no yeah yeah I totally agree with you like and then the one when he got home to the Airbnb after he also called the girl saying like oh, like trying to tell her is like i didn't do anything to you we could figure this out just stop lying you know blah 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 yeah, yeah if i didn't do any if I, if i did something to offend you you know just, just oh I'm, I'm sorry i'll apologize for it like yeah he's not supposed to have any contact with her anyways yeah, yeah. um yeah all drunk call right <laughs> yeah yeah which is kind of exactly how that would probably go yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that was it for me I also put down AJ puking in the toilet when he's hungover just because I don't like puking. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very big scene, but it's just gross. Because <laughs> he also knows the toothbrushes and all their like amenities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the killer. So this would be the the barbarian mother. What do you guys think about the killer in this movie? That honestly, not enough backstory. I mean, you don't know how she became i mean she had superhuman freaky strength kind of, yeah i got because like she was like a female like it's kind of known that feminine builds aren't as like strong but she was able to grab a man by his skull yeah. and smash him into a wall like and she picked up aj with one arm if i remember right so yeah i, I want to know more about her but other than that yeah it was fantastic i mean what a disgusting looking thing to see at first but then you grow you you get such a different aspect of her at the end Mm -hmm. when you realize she just wants to be a mother there's definitely a lot of backstory missing yeah 
Yeah, I'd like to see a prequel. I want to see Frank and how he yeah. came to be and <laughs> how this like thing evolved. <laughs> Pretty sure the director did say he was not interested in doing like anything yeah. after yeah. it. He did not want to continue it. Uh, I feel like he should though. It'd be great if he did. Mm-hmm. Brendan? It was hard. It was hard to. Uh... Because, yes, the mother is the killer, but we also have uh, the true villain of the story here is um, uh, Richard Blake's character, Break, uh, of Frank. Frank. Yeah. But um, the mother is downright, like, brutal with her kills, ripping people's arms off and yeah. uh, bashing people's heads in. Um, she's a sympathetic villain, which is very hard to pull off. Uh, mm -hmm. she doesn't know what she's doing is wrong uh, yeah. she didn't she didn't ask for uh, this upbringing she had she um, she also and looks looks like pure nightmare fuel <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, like, I can't get over it yeah like uh, the, how they did her was very well done she's like totally disproportionate too like she, her arms are so long and so are her <laughs> legs and it's just a weird and her barbaric looking face. And the way she just... runs in all fours too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when you see her, I think when this, like some of the scariest parts of when you see her is when she's just lurking in the shadows from afar. Like when uh, she like goes up to the Frank's room and Justin Long standing out there shining the flashlight and you just see her long lengthy body just standing there. Oh. Reminds me of when Tess got out of the house like through the window and you could see as soon as she got out of the window the mother's just standing there she kind of slowly fades into the back. Yeah, like oh it's terrifying. But but yeah, I think she looks great. She's yeah, you definitely feel for her by the end. Um that's all she wants is to be a mother and she does make the sacrifice knowing that like, I don't know if she could comprehend what the gun was when yeah. she got test appointed to her, but she, I think she she must have known that that's, like, her motherly instinct was like, oh, my daughter wants me to do this, so, like, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not 100% sure yeah. on that one. But. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that you guys said. She's super gross and terrifying like even her nails are super long and she like rubs them on their faces and goes like, <laughs> like just so motherly but so disgusting <laughs> um and i love her I'm, I'm gonna call it like an underground lair like just her home like how they set that up like it's claustrophobic all the cages are just so unsettling like dirty clothes that they, they she wouldn't make in the tv room that she had yeah it's it's gross and then i also mentioned frank like he's just a woman's worst nightmare like mm -hmm. such a predator he's so just creepy yeah. <laughs> yeah and the way he targets women too back in mm -hmm. well even maybe now even in this day and age you might not even think twice about letting some guy in that says that he's from the gas company and there's been an incident and they're just yeah. going to make sure that something is going on right yeah there's definitely people that would fall for that yeah, I definitely yeah. noticed too that he didn't even sense. he didn't even take his tool bags into that woman's house. Like he had a bag of tools. I, <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah, he has them in his trunk of his car, and he I don't not. Yeah, he didn't he didn't take them in the house at all. He just walked in there without anything, <laughs> just the suit on, and that was it. I didn't notice yeah. that either. <laughs> yeah. Like if if somebody were to do that at my house, I'm like, where's your fucking tools? Yeah. Personally, I'm too. I'm even too scared to open the door as soon as I'm not like. Usually, if it's like a food delivery, I'll just let them. I'll have them place it there, and I'll wait until they drive away. 
yeah yeah we have a dog crate at our front door so no one can even open it <laughs> No, nope. we, we, we talked to them through the door. Yeah, through the window. We're like, yeah. meet us over there. <laughs> yeah, so those are the categories. Um, So out of 10, we'll do a scary rating. How scary do you guys think this movie is out of 10? We gave it an 8. Yeah, an 8. Okay. It would have been more if like, I've seen some scarier movies than that. She's like, mm-hmm. Some of it's more unsettling than it is scary. Brendan? I'm scared we're good too, yeah. I gave it a five. <laughs> I wasn't scared of this movie when I was watching it in theaters. I was a little like tense and like, a little grossed out, but um mm-hmm. overall this movie did not scare me overly all that much. Okay. Um, this is actually gonna be the highest scary rating I've done in our past couple episodes because i'm hard to scare but this one actually really creeped me out in the theater mainly because i didn't know what was going on like going in blind and i definitely thought it was i didn't even think that i know i'm in the minority here but i was not on to keith at all i didn't think i don't know if i got distracted by his good looks or (laughs) but i like i was not thinking that he was going to be the problem i thought this was going to be a ghost story like i was really nervous like when she went to bed and everything so i'm actually going to give this one a seven um yeah and if i had to like say how scary it was at home i would probably give it a six theater i would give it a nine so that's how i got my seven (laughs) yeah yeah um rewatchability and would you recommend this movie Again, the rewatchability is like we definitely rewatch it again. No yeah, what. I mean, obviously we've seen it three times now. Yeah, uh, yeah we definitely recommend it. It's, I already have recommended it too. Yeah. Like I, if I ever get to a conversation where we're talking about movies, that like I'd be like, oh yeah, like Barbarian's definitely up there in your watch list. It should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely think you should rewatch this movie. I think it's more enjoyable on multiple rewatches as well. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more the second time I watched it because I got to kind of pick out, pick apart some of the dialogue a little more, um, yeah. especially the camera work. Uh, I find I caught a lot more on the second time than I did on the first watching. And I think it uh, multiple rewatches will make this a uh, more enjoyable movie. Yeah. And I highly recommend it too. Of course, I, I recommend all horror movies. Go check them out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got the exact same answer is definitely a rewatchable movie and yes I definitely recommend it (laughs) Um, so we will move into our movie rating scale Um, Charlotte I don't know if you know it because you have not followed us on Instagram and seen our reviews but um, again if anyone's listening to that hasn't uh, is not familiar with our scale we rate the movie from one to five and we do it with emojis so a one would be the poop emoji and then an eye roll emoji, and then an okay emoji, a thumbs up emoji, and a 100 emoji. Um, and you can say like a low thumbs up or a high okay or low 100 if like you're like borderline. Yeah, so, like if you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys rate Barbarian? I'd have to do it a thumbs up. Yep. Thumbs up emoji. I feel like it could have been 100, but there was just a few things that they probably could have done better. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same. I would guess I say high thumbs up. I mean, I always say two thumbs up. But yeah, definitely a thumbs up. All right. Okay. Brendan? Um, 
Damn. Okay. Um. So my original <laughs> rating for this score was a low thumbs up. Um. I believe, right, Sam? You read? Yeah. When we went to the theater, you had a low thumbs up. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna jump this up quite a bit. Actually, I'm gonna give it a low 100. Okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. jump it up quite a bit because I really enjoyed. Um. Like I said. Uh. Before, like the camera work, and I, uh, I appreciated the dialogue a lot more, and uh, the character development as well, and the. Uh, yeah, I thought last night's uh, watching experience was a lot better for me. So I'm jumping it up uh, a full point from when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> All right. I, in the theater, I rated it a low 100, and I'm sticking to that. Um, I also really loved the camera work. Like, it was really, it was just fun to watch and, like, interesting to watch. And um, I love all the characters in it. Um it's just a, it's just a good story like it's a really good movie so i'm sticking with my theater rating as a low 100 as well yeah the the ending i mean it's just it's one of the best endings i've seen in a long time it just runs you through the whole range of emotions i mean the excitement of trying to get away and then he gets up there and she reminds him of the gun and he's fumbling it and it drops and it's like, oh, you idiot. And then what he does to Tess and then the creature jumping. And it's like, and then the ending when you, like you say, you see the mother, she doesn't really grasp maybe what the gun's for, but she's saying, okay, do it. And yeah, it's just a whole range of emotions at the end. It's crazy. And I felt sad when you saw that she realized she couldn't get her baby back to home because her baby was like, yeah. close to death and injured but then it's funny because how like tess was like kind of squinching at the fact that she couldn't get up but then as soon as she killed the monster she kind of just she magically was able to get up i wonder yeah. if she kind of like tried to lie her way out of it yeah i think she might have been taking advantage of uh the mother's uh inability to comprehend exactly yeah. what is happening like mm-hmm. the mother knew she was hurt from the gunshot she saw that and so yeah, she could have been playing with that a little bit and trying to take advantage of the situation. Yeah. I also totally forgot that AJ did shoot Tess by accident. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about that too. I, I think that one's a little justified. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on AJ's limb on that one. If I was just in that situation I saw yeah. from afar, oh. I'd probably take a shot. For sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was no hard feelings. Yeah. And she clearly understood it too. Like she even said it was an accident while he's yeah. feeling it sucks because he feels bad and you see almost this character change in him when they're around the fireplace with Andre and it looks like he's going to own up to everything. And he understands that he's hurt people and that he's got to, he, he, I don't think he's like a completely, well, he is a horrible guy at the end, but you you almost see this light that he could change his ways. And then you gasp at when he decides to throw her off for his own self gain. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's a tough ending for sure (laughs) all right well i have fun facts so i got quite a few actually are they barbaric fun facts yes 
<laughs> uh, Richard Brake shared a story on Instagram about attending a late night screening of the movie, noting that a particular group of teenagers sitting a few rows behind him were really into the film and were terrified. When it was over, they were leaving the theater using the flashlights on their phones when the light accidentally caught Brake's face. The teens recognized him from the movie, then screamed and ran from the room in genuine fear. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a creepy look to him too so like oh, i would i don't blame them <laughs> he definitely looks like the type of person who would probably follow me home and murder me yeah. <laughs> uh zach Kreger originally offered the role of aj to zach efron efron turned oh, it down no. causing Kreger to rethink the role and offer it to justin long who accepted i'm so glad that happened <laughs> yeah I me too <laughs> I definitely would have liked the movie less if it had Zac Efron in it. Just <laughs> like, not like a horror guy at all. Yeah, I like Zac Efron, but this is Justin Long's role for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Justin Long definitely owned it. I think Zac Efron's like pretty good. I enjoyed him as uh, Ted Bundy. Yeah. But he did that, yeah. Yeah. Kind of almost was like a Ted Bundy thing where he kept all of his tools in the back of his car. Kind of gave a Ted Bundy vibe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter expose on AJ is written by Kim Masters, who is the real life reporter at the trade publication. In the wake of the Harvey Weinstein cases, she became known mm -hmm. for breaking stories about men in the film and TV industry who have been accused of sexual assault. Oh. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh the film is set on 476 Barbary Street. The year 476 was when the barbarians invaded Rome. Director Krager insists this is an unintentional and purely coincidental. Huh. What, a, what a coincidence to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like this one. I actually did not know this. Um, the title of the movie is written only using the letters from Airbnb. A nod to the story's setting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> That's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, while the exterior neighborhood shots were filmed in Brightmoor neighborhood of Detroit, the rest of the film was shot in Sofia, Bulgaria. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, Zach Krager revealed that he had a hard time getting the movie made due to its very unconventional style and plot with even A24, a studio with a reputation for producing artsy horror films, passing up on it. Ultimately, 20th Century Studios decided to take a chance with it. The result was a sleeper hit that made its minuscule $4 million budget back about 10 times with positive reviews and finding even more of the audience on streaming. Yep, but no physical release for this movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although not officially credited in any way, Jordan Peele was an invisible hand in shaping the eventual story. Star oh. Georgina Campbell tells IndieWire in an interview, uh, writer-director Zach Krager is good friends with Jordan Peele, and I think he spoke to Jordan Peele a lot while he was writing the film, and Jordan Peele saw an early cut of it as well, Campbell said. So he definitely was kind of part of the essence of the movie, which I noticed earlier you said there was a Jordan Peele feel to it with the nope line and everything and I yeah. so badly wanted to blurt that fact out but I kept it to myself <laughs> um after the film's release an alternate a, an alternative trailer was released on September 23rd playfully portraying the film as Justin Long's new movie before transitioning into the more horrific scenes oh I like that I like how they messed around with the uh marketing for this movie 
because the initial trailer was just scenes with uh keith and tess yeah so it made it seem like they were the main folk well they are the main sort of the main focus um and showing the that it was going to be kind of a, maybe a cat and mouse game between them two and then i didn't even know justin long was in the movie until we got to the theater and i saw his name in the poster and i was like hmm. oh justin long's in this so i didn't even know that there was another trailer where they just pers- uh, made it assume that it was just his movie yeah i only thought um bill skarsgård and georgina campbell were in it like i as well i didn't that's the only trailer i had seen and i didn't want to watch anymore because i just wanted to go in blind for it right so i don't even remember seeing trailers for that movie i just saw a few other people that i was friends with on instagram and such talking about it and i said why is everybody raving about this and finally read a little more about it and got excited to see it yeah usually um I follow like uh you you must also follow uh bloodydisgusting.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and whenever they drop a trailer, I'm usually I'll watch it once and then I'm done with trailers after that. Just cuz I just don't want to I don't want to know everything about it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the shitty thing about trailers sometimes. It shows all the good parts and then the rest of the movie kind of sucks, so you kind of get disappointed when you see it. Yeah. yeah, or they give you the full spoiler like Yeah. Uh, the big twist or whatever like they did with the yeah. terminator dark fate <laughs> you know <laughs> biggest yeah. could have been the biggest twist in movie like cinema history and they screwed it up yeah okay is that all uh, of our fun facts that's all the fun facts all right so lastly we have a game and we chose to do trivia um you guys actually mentioned that you have that trivial pursuit game mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah that's what we're using uh right. for the cards <laughs> <laughs> So there's a couple that are on here from like the 1920s and stuff like that. I know. I'm, I'm going to so skip those. I'll, I'll skip those <laughs> ones. <laughs> um, Brendan, you want to join in on this too? Oh, definitely. Okay. So guys, uh, who directed Dawn of the Dead 2004? Whoa. I feel like I should know this, but I don't think I'm going to come up with it. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I see Brendan dancing over there. I think he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get uh, do you want me to say? Yeah. It is Zack Snyder. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I knew I should have known it. I, yeah. I think it was his second film or his first. Hmm. What was the budget of Green Room 2015? Was it $20 million, $10 million, or $5 million? I don't remember what Green Room was. I don't even think I've watched that. We just watched it for the first time, actually. Huh? It's about the um, the band that goes... Metal band that goes to a uh, uh, skinhead uh, bar. bar and yeah performs a show for them and then they get uh themselves into a little bit of trouble and that's a good they, movie i'll, I'll have to re- check that out yeah it's very good actually got the guy that passed away the guy from fright night anton uh oh yeltsin or whatever yeltsin yes yeah. Huh. yeah and uh patrick stewart is in it as well plays the villain character huh yeah definitely have to check that out I, uh, just... I i'm gonna just take a guess i'll go 10 million okay brendan I'll do five. Okay. Charlotte, do you want to take a guess or? I'm going to go five as well. 
all right good choice because uh five million dollars it is <laughs> it doesn't seem like a lot of movies have big budgets like that yeah yeah horror movies don't usually get uh the big budgets that they some of them should yeah mm-hmm. uh what korean filmmaker directed stoker 2013 i can't even guess on that one i don't even know the movie i don't either i don't either <laughs> yep no one knows okay <laughs> i'm, I'm I'll, assuming that was a bram stoker based movie but I i'll don't know. say the answer is park chan wook oh yeah. oh yeah yeah i don't know that <laughs> <laughs> uh in crimson peak 2015 which author does protagonist edith cushing say she would prefer to emulate jane austen or mary shelley Mary Shelley sounds too obvious. I'm gonna go with Jane Austen. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Jane as well. All right, Brandon. I'm going with Mary Shelley. <laughs> it's Mary Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> del Toro, man, he loves them uh, old monster movies. Yeah, yeah, it's one of Charlotte's favorites. She loves Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, protagonist Aaron in Your Next 2013 is of what nationality? American, British, Australian, or Austrian? Holy crap. I don't even think I've seen that. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. We haven't watched it in a while, so I don't remember everything, but... I think I have a guess, but I'm not 100%. There's... I think it's 50-50 for me on one, on two. What's your guess? I'm gonna say she's Australian. I was going to be my guess, but it's purely a guess. I'm just going to say Australian to you then. <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> no. yeah. I wasn't sure I was going to say that or Austrian. I wasn't 100%. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, me neither. Austria is more like a German thing. Yeah, oh. it's, that's where uh, Schwarzenegger's from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to skip the last one on the card because it's from 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll do one more card um the characters in the mist 2007 hole up in which of the following home grocery store office building or mall grocery store yeah. that's so easy yeah that's the grocery store yeah <laughs> uh the leader of the skinheads in green room oh here we go <laughs> 2015 is played by what former star trek actor <laughs> oh <laughs> i gave it away <laughs> That's funny. All right, we'll skip that one. <laughs> In oh, this one's about the movie Stoker too. Should I skip that because no one's seen it? Yeah, nobody knows what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who directed Crimson Peak 2015? Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> and in what? Oh my gosh, these are all about the same movies, so that just gave it away. But in what 2013 film does one of the killers wear a lamb mask? Oh, is that the year next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we found that about the game. I mean, if you took the cards as they came out of the pack, they followed a theme. So yeah, I must. It's have definitely good two. to shuffle them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we've played a few times. I figured they would have been shuffled, but maybe I just got unlucky there when I grabbed them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's our game and our episode. Um. Our next episode is going to be on midsummer and yeah it's a good movie (laughs) my sister alicia and her boyfriend brady are going to come on for that one um but yeah thank you so much for coming on guys that was fun 
Yeah, thank you for having us. And thank you Hopefully for picking we can a... do it again sometime. Yes, Absolutely. definitely. Um, thank you for picking a great movie. I actually really wanted to cover that one, so I was excited. Good. That reminds me, do you guys know that uh, the guy who directed Hereditary also did Midsommar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're very similar movies, actually. Yeah. What's What's his other movie? Yeah, I remember he did do something. Is before these two, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think he did shorts before Hereditary. Oh, Her- Hereditary was his sorry. first movie. And uh, he has another movie coming out called Bo is Afraid starring Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which looks like an acid trip for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. And we will definitely have to hook up at the next convention because yeah. we're all going to yeah. be there. So, <laughs> yes. um, Brendan, do you want to plug our account? Absolutely. Um, our tag is Our Life and Horror, and you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, or you can send us an email at Our Life and Horror at hotmail.com for any movie recommendations, anything you want us to talk about. Um, if you want to come on as a guest, don't be afraid to come on and say hi. Uh, you can uh, listen to our podcast on any streaming podcast, streaming services Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, Google Play. Um, whatever and uh thank you for listening and just make sure you give this uh, a five-star review rating and give it a share yeah thanks guys thank you so much bye thanks bye